Hey, I hope you're keeping well. I'm Brian Moylet, former rugby player, now mindset and performance coach. And welcome to the pod. This podcast is about well-being and high performance. And in it, you will learn how you can be happier, more fulfilled and more successful. I recently wrote the book on how to become a pro rugby player, forward by Robbie Henshaw, which went to number one in the charts. And you can get this now on Amazon and Audible with the links in the show notes. Please connect me now over on social media at Brian Moylet and at Offfield Rugby. If you enjoyed the pod, please subscribe to it, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening now. And also, you can send it on to some friends. Would really appreciate that. All right, we'll get into today's episode. Cheers. Hey, hope you're keeping well. Hello again. Apologies, it's been a while since I've been on here, since I've put out a podcast. It's been a few weeks and yeah, I just wanted to jump on and chat about why that's the case, why I haven't put one out recently and yeah, what the story will be going forward and then also maybe chat about some learnings that I've had over the few weeks while I've been away and if you can hear some birds in the background, the reason is is because I'm outside so I'm in my back garden the weather is yeah still lovely in New Zealand it's at the tail end of the summer here now well tail end it's still really hot so I just want to make the most of it while I can while the sun is shining so I was in the gym this morning and yeah when I got back wanted to record the podcast and yeah it was just so sunny out so it's 8:45 here and the sun is shining so I said yeah let's sit out in the back garden and I'm sure the birds won't be too bad but yeah also if you hear some cars in the background or dogs or whatever that's the why so back in December December 16th I went on a trip to Stewart Island so Stewart Island is an island off the bottom of the south coast of the South Island in New Zealand probably haven't explained that well so New Zealand you have the North Island Auckland at the top and then you have the South Island and then Stewart Island is a, a smaller yeah small enough but not that small google map it uh, island off the bottom so a friend of mine isaac who i played connacht under 20s with back in the day lives down in Invercargill, which is at the very bottom of the south island and he used to work over in stewart island and anyway he was heading back for a few days and he said hey would you like to come over i said yeah for sure it was around the time when i was finishing up for christmas finishing work and taking a bit of a break so or needing to take a bit of a break actually so I said yeah I'll do that and I'll that four days will be kind of a bit of a break at the tail end of what was a busy period over September October November and the start of December so I didn't really know much what we were doing over there and Isaac maybe not the best communicator he was like I'll just come down on uh, Friday whatever and then we'll head over on the ferry Saturday morning I was like cool so I packed a bit of a bag and drove down from Christchurch to Invercargill and it was like seven hour drive 
I don't mind driving to be honest. I did it quite a lot when I was in America. So in America we used to have bus trips that'd be like ten, eleven hours and as well like to matches, two away matches. So I was in St. Louis and we'd like do a bus trip down to Texas, up to Michigan and once actually was on a bus back from Denver and then also along with that I drove myself down to uh, Gulf Shores once which is in Alabama with a few others and so that was like 11 hours and so did a few long haul drives and to be honest I realised then I was like ah driving's grand I, I don't mind it that much whereas growing up in Ireland there's pretty much no real trip over I don't know five hours like from one coast to the other from east to west is three three and a half three hours I don't know three and a half hours not that far but yeah so for the drive down to Invercargill I was actually listening to Phil Knight's book who is the founder of Nike called Shoe Dog such a good audio book if anyone hasn't listened to it yet and is looking for a recommendation loved it so good so I was listening to that all the way down it was class and then got to Invercargill and it was funny Isaac was like oh do you have a sleeping bag and I was like no um and then he was like oh what kind of clothes do you have or do you have any kind of warm clothes I was like mm, not really like a hoodie um no <laughs> and anyway he had all spares he was like oh all good and he started giving me um yeah spare stuff and then I was like oh, okay I didn't what what are we up to I kind of presumed we were staying in an Airbnb or a hotel or a and b or something in the village there on Stewart Island and just hanging about and he was like oh we're going to a hunter's cabin or hut which is off the grid around the back of the island and I was like oh okay cool yeah whatever cool um and then so I don't really know what we we're up to and then he was kind of explaining it to me he was like yeah the cabin there's no electricity there's no coverage there's some running water from a tank that sits on the roof and filters through or feeds through into a tap. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't know what, we're in, getting, what I was getting into. But anyway, so the next morning we went down to Bluff, which is like a half hour drive from Invercargill and got the ferry over to Stewart Island, like an hour. And from there... We there was about a hundred people on the ferry, like a normal enough ferry, a small ferry, and then from there we were waiting for a guy who was going to bring us to the hunter's cabin, and the boat ride from the main village in Inver in Stewart Island was going to be two hours, and I was like, oh okay, cool, whatever. Anyway, we get onto this boat, it pulls up, it's like eighteen twenty feet, and there's a little cabin in it. You could fit kind of maybe five six people in the cabin and we start heading around off on the boat we pack up our bags and the three of us myself Isaac and his friend Ethan the three of us were on the boat with the captain and two of his friends were coming along as well for the trip anyway we're half an hour in and the sea starts getting choppy then the sea just gets more and more choppy. The rain is coming in, the wind is coming in, and before we know it, the boat is shaking so much that it's going side from side. So a wave would hit it, and it would go all the way to the right. And then 
the wave will come back and it will go all the way to the left as we were driving forward. Everything was getting flung around the cabin like there was plates falling, there was bags going everywhere. We were getting thrown over and back in this little cabin. And I'm kind of looking around thinking, what the fuck is happening here? Like, is this... I was like, Jesus. Um, it was like we were on Deadliest Catch. Like, literally, I felt like we were on an episode of Deadliest Catch. And then, like, I'm looking at the captain and he's just, like, smiling and just tipping away and no bother to him. And then I'm kind of, like, looking at Isaac and kind of the others kind of like, you all good? And anyway, we keep going and we do another hour of this. And I'm like, jeez, at least we're not too far from land. We're kind of, like, hugging the land all the way along as we went around the coast. We were 100 metres or so from land or 200, well... Yeah, two, three hundred metres from land. We weren't too far. So I was kind of thinking, geez, like it's grand, like I could always swim in, but geez, this isn't ideal. Anyway, we we keep going and we get around eventually after, yeah, about two hours to this hunter's cabin. And the cabin has three bunk beds in it and it is tiny. We see it from the boat pulls up in the shore and there's a dinghy on the back of it. The three of us jump on the dinghy and we dinghy into the beach and we go into the cabin and we get set up, bring our bags in and all that. And so it was cool. There was a nice little stove in the corner, but it was obviously basic as. Like, yeah, just really simple, really basic. And we brought food with us for the four days, three, four days, I think it was three or four nights, can't quite remember, and three nights, four days maybe, so we brought our food and we got set up, and obviously there's no coverage, there's no electricity, there's no nothing, so we put the phone away and we're just chatting and hanging out, and there was a lovely beach out front of the cabin, and there's loads of thick bush, so like there's just, if you can imagine, loads of trees all around and yeah just bush shrubs everything like it was the wilderness i would imagine that there wasn't when that boat left to go back to the main village on the island and the three of us were there i would imagine that there wasn't another human for 100 200 300 miles around like we were just on our own in the wilderness and Stewart island is uh like a conservation area so it's very well protected and like there's kiwi birds running around at night there are deer there's all sorts of animals and it's quite untouched so it was really cool it was beautiful and anyway the next morning get up and get up with the birds as they're singing and I jump up or whatever, I didn't jump up, but anyway, when it, once I got up after a bit of a lion, the three of us were pottering around and went out to the beach out front for a bit of a cold dip. There was no shower, obviously, to have a cold shower like I enjoy in the morning. So jumped into the sea, had a bit of a swim, sat down, chilled out for a sec, and then got up, got dressed. Anyway, something that I noticed which was really interesting was that first full day is we had nothing to do so we went there Isaac 
does hunting and fishing and Ethan does too and diving and I'd never done any of that but I was just tagging along for the ride and the lads were like oh we might you know go out I might go out for a look in a bit we'll have breakfast and then we might go out in the boat this afternoon for a fish and for a dive and for a look around the area and I was like yeah cool and we were all just like yeah cool sounds good and so we kind of just made a little bit of a plan and we're just tipping about going about our day and it was the first time I would say in a long time that I had nothing to do and was completely disconnected from technology and it reminded me a bit when I was a kid you know because I was I grew up before the internet and I remember when you'd be on your summer holidays you'd wake up and there might be anything on TV for the day or whatever and you just wake up and you'd maybe go and play and just hang out and you've nothing to do and all day to do it and you're just you're just being and yeah being is the way only way I could describe it and what I found as well then with that is I felt I was getting really flushed out in a really beautiful way in that tension and all tension and stress and whatever was just flushing out of my body and I didn't think I was stressed at all to be honest I was very busy and I was doing lots of stuff for the months previous and if I look back to be honest probably the the years previous and I was on the go all the time and but I was felt felt okay felt grand felt great a lot of the time but I started to realize when I was there in the island and there was no notifications you know my phone never beeped there was no email to check there was no social media to check there was no text messages to check the phone wasn't working and so you know I was getting that urge to check things and then you can't check and you're just you're just being and all of a sudden you start to really relax and you're disconnected from technology and connected with nature and just being in nature and it was just incredible it felt incredible like I didn't realize that essentially I needed that that's what I needed to be honest I didn't realize it and something that I also kind of realized over those few days Oh, there's a few things, but one thing was, yeah, the importance for us to be connected with nature, to be connected with the world around us, to be connected with the trees, the sea, the birds, the animals, the world around us. And throughout those few days, then, we were kind of living the way people would have lived for history for generations for the last thousands and thousands of years you know we woke up in this basic as hut and the lads well we all went off in the boat and Isaac would dive down and with his spear gun and shoot some fish and throw the fish up then he'd you know go diving picking up uh, they're called power like shellfish and 
then we would go back and we'd eat that for lunch and now we also brought our own food like we weren't 100% eating the food we got but we'd go out get some food and then I'm not a hunter or a fisher or anything I'm not really, I'd never really done it so I was like I'll get the wood so you know I'd go off in the morning usually before we'd go out in the boat and cut down some wood and get wood ready for the fire to keep us warm at night and we went about our day that way and then you know the other two lads would go off for a hunt or just you know for luck we didn't get a deer but they'd go off into the woods and just chill out you know for a couple hours and that's how we went about our day we came back after we had our you know we didn't get that much food we got you know we got a good bit of food in in the sea and we'd have the fire going and then we cook up our lunch cook up our dinner and have a chat and that's obviously how people lived for forever essentially and people are not evolved to be having pings and notifications going off like we know this I know we all know this but it was just so stark and so I don't know, it hit home with me so much, being off the grid completely, disconnected from electricity, from technology, from everything. It really hit home with me how most of the life that we live now is not... It's not in sync with us. You know, it's not us as human beings it's not normal for us as human beings to be having these phones in our hands to be connected to be even to be working nine to five like you know and to have deadlines and in that way you know as i said like in the past people you go out and you get your food and whatever and you need to get your food but you don't have a deadline a hard and fast deadline at two o'clock tomorrow or two o'clock today and I heard it before as well that we are evolving in a bad way because we are in houses now with heating. So if you can imagine people before, they would have had animal skins to keep them warm in a fire, but it would have been freezing. Like, people lived in Ireland and in Scandinavia and these places where it's very cold in the winter and they didn't have heating in a house to turn on like they had fires but the fire would go out or you know they didn't have blankets that they could just buy and they would have an animal skin and so we were more conditioned better conditioned for the elements and we still can do that and you look at people like Wim Hof and you know he hikes up mountains in a pair of shorts so like our bodies can do that but the comforts of the modern world are not good for us in many ways in many many ways and so anyway that was just something that I learned or I really realized and just how great I felt being disconnected from it all and even though 
you know, it was a little bit cold when the fire went out or whatever, but the weather was actually pretty decent over there. You know, it was it was summertime. It was the start of summer and although Stewart Island is very south, like it's quite southerly, the weather was, you know, nice. The weather was lovely. So don't get me wrong, we weren't over there braving the elements in the middle of winter, but at night when the we were in sleeping bags, you know, once again thermal sleeping bags and whatever. So yeah, I just I noticed that and a learning I had, a real learning I had was that I need to do it more often. I need to do something like that more often. You know, I think definitely once a year do a trip like that. Five, six days, four or five, six days away. Disconnected off the grid. But then even every every couple of weeks go off camping for a night. You know, on a Saturday, New Zealand's beautiful here, have a tent, have a sleeping bag, go off camping. And then, I don't know, once a quarter, me conditioned with thinking in kind of like business terms, but every, you know, three months or so, I don't know, do two days or three days because even the physical benefits, like I felt physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, everything just fucking so good. So anyway, that was a learning I had. And then as well, what I'd scheduled was a retreat in the middle of January. So around the 15th, 16th of January. So I headed off to Stewart Island, did those four days with Isaac and Ethan, unreal. And then I knew that I had in January, I'd booked this retreat near enough to here in Christchurch, an hour and a half away. I'd booked that for three days. So I was really looking forward to that. The retreat was like meditation, breath work and some other stuff. And once again, another kind of disconnect thing. And I was looking forward to that. And then in between, I was creating a course, Unleash Your Potential, a course I designed specifically for rugby players who want to become professionals. All around the mental side of the game, everything you need to know, essentially, if you want to be a professional rugby player. And look, obviously, I've my own experience as a player, as a coach, and I've chatted to so many people on this podcast. I've been very lucky to learn, you know, what works, what doesn't through my own trial and error. And I'm, you know, a lot of error, a lot of error on my side. And so a lot of learnings on that side. And then I've chatted to a lot of successful people as well. So anyway, condense that. And I wanted to do that. I wanted to put that course together. Yeah. Because, you know, my book that I put out last year, 18 months ago, delighted with that. And it's, I'm, yeah, I'm very proud of it. And people, you know, the reviews people put on Amazon and the DMs that people send me, I'm very grateful for. And I'm very thankful that it's, it's helping people. But I get a lot of questions on DMs on Instagram at Offfield Rugby of people kind of just ask me questions and whatever, whatever. And I wanted to do something a bit more, a different learning experience, we'll say. So, you know, some people read books, some people don't. And I know I put the audiobook out on Audible as well, and you can get that there. And it's, it's for people who don't want to read books. But, you know, video is just a great way to teach as well and to get messages across. So anyway, was creating that course over 
later December, earlier January, I was working on it throughout December, putting thoughts together and then I was recording that course and I'll put the link in the bio of this podcast, you can have a look at it. And that was kind of my focus. And around this time I had scheduled a couple of podcasts, but my focus kind of came away from the podcast and since I started in I think August 2021 I have put out a podcast every week at the start if I missed a week I'd put two out the next week and then the last six months or so I had put one out every Monday morning New Zealand time I'd got pretty diligent with that schedule and then I had the couple of couple ones scheduled for December, but when I got back from the island, Stewart Island, I was so relaxed and I had kind of learned some things and, you know, I'd felt so good. I didn't think I was stressed, but now, to be honest, I think we all, living in the modern world, the way we are, our society conditions us to be busy society these days you know you look online on social media you you talk to people it conditions us to be busy this culture has been embedded and you know there's a badge of honor with it like you go into i haven't worked in an office for two three years but i remember when i did there was this badge of honor of staying late there was this badge of honor of being the first in the last out you know I remember when I was 21, 22, working in an office in Dublin while I was playing with Lansdowne. I remember thinking, I need to stay late just to be shown, just just to, so that my bosses could see I'm staying late. And that was the culture. Everyone did it. Most people, everyone did it. No one left early when they had their work done. If you had your work done at four, okay, we were contracted to 5.30. But if you had your work done at four, you sat around even and look busy you try to look busy and then even when 5 30 came nobody left nobody left at 5 30 there were 35 40 people in the office no one left the earliest anyone left was 5 45 and that was leaving early people had nearly say sorry or, or give an excuse to leave then just before six was the earliest you left so there was this culture that you you looked busy or you tried to busy yourself. And then I remember even my boss's passing comment, if we would eat our lunch and take the full hour and eat our lunch in the kitchen, they would kind of pass comment like, oh, do you see Tom or Mary? They always kind of have their lunch at the desk, you know? And they'd kind of laugh like, oh yeah, they always have the lunch at the desk, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just passing comment on this. And so, it, yeah, just, I I think it's very much ingrained in our society. And, you know, the hustle culture as well is a big thing of, you know, do more. You can work 20 hours a day and sleep four or whatever, whatever. And I would have thought that I had things, I had good perspective, but I didn't. Now that I, you know, I when I had that time away, completely disconnected. I, I was able to look at it from a different angle. And it was interesting that 
island, Stewart Island, like even the main village, we stayed there for a night after. There's 400 people who live in the village. And the island's big. Once again, Google map it. It's a big island landmass. But I think there's 400 people who live in this little village. And it's like going back in time. Like, yes, they've phone connection and they have an internet connection but there isn't great internet connection and it's really like going back in time there's one policeman on the island there's i think there's no yeah there's no secondary school on the island there's no high school there's just a primary school and yeah it was just interesting like how laid back and relaxed they all were time really didn't wasn't a thing you know time they weren't they weren't sticking to there was no you know be there whatever there was just no they were just relaxed they were laid back so you know I kind of realized that I had fallen into and I think we all do and just chatting to other people after we fall into this busyness of always being busy and when we switch off we switch off by going on our phones or watching Netflix or being on YouTube, being on our laptops. And that is just, your brain is ticking over at a million miles an hour. If you're on your phone scrolling, your brain's ticking over a million miles an hour. If you're watching Netflix, you know, you're not really relaxing and unwinding. You're, you're not to be honest you're just not whereas if you get out in nature without any technology you do start to do that and yeah it just made me realize I needed to be comfortable with being you know not always busying myself and that was yeah over that period December January and that really sunk in after that retreat, that three-day retreat, because that was in nature again, in, in the woods, and, you know, there's about 20 people on it, and we're doing those different activities, which were really cool, but once again, you know, putting the phone away. Like, I know because I'm the same as everyone else. Try put your phone away for one day. Try put all technology away for one day. We find it practically impossible, and I've tried not to slip into old habits and of course there's look I work online like I work online simple as I look I coach rugby in person I do workshops in person around well-being and dealing with stress and pressure and performance I do those workshops in businesses now in person here in New Zealand and I work with teams doing mental skills in person but mm, the a lot of the work I do is online the one-on-one work that I do with players they're practically nearly all over Zoom then putting content out right now I'm sitting in my back garden talking into a microphone I have my phone sat next to me and I will then go in and go onto the laptop and upload it and whatever and this is online, the content I put out on Instagram, at Brian Moyle that off-field rugby is online so yeah of course, I am online like everyone else and connected, but I just know that when we're able to do that, we feel so much better. And 
Anyway, that's a learning I've had, the importance of connecting with nature and disconnecting from technology and having those periods, whether it's in your day. You know, even if you can get a 30-minute window within your day, and that's what something I'm trying to do, you know, around lunchtime, put the phone away, there's a park next to me, go walk around the park, breathe, look at the birds, the trees, try to connect with the world around me, and then come back, you know, half-hour walk around the park. Or in the evenings, look, it's lovely. There's hills nearby here in Christchurch. There's the sea. And so some evenings, you know, go for a walk up the hills, up the track with a friend on my own, whatever. And once again, leave the phone behind. Don't get me wrong. I have the phone with me a lot. I love listening to audiobooks. I love listening to podcasts. I, When I'm driving around, I'll, you know... I enjoy doing that. I like listening to music too. But I also know that I need to not do that at times. And it can become quite addictive, you know, listening, being connected. Being connected is addictive. Of course it is. We all know that. We're addicted to our phones. We're addicted to technology. So it's addictive to, and we become conditioned to do it. Oh, when I'm going to walk, put in my earphones. And keep and once again you see the brain continues ticking over. The brain doesn't get a chance to rest. The mind doesn't get a chance to rest. Also your body then doesn't get a chance to rest because when your brain is switched on and, and firing, your nervous system is upregulated and switched on. And so the body also doesn't get a chance to to rest and relax and I'm gonna say again, de stress, you know, and when I say when I'm talking about stress, you know, like this, I don't mean pulling your hair out, stress to the gills, like, but just, there's a, a low level, it's just once again, what I realized, myself from being completely disconnected for those, that four day and the three day period, was, I believe, that we all, in the world, the way that we live our lives now, have, a, a, at all times nearly, have a low level of stress, a background low level, unless we're extremely diligent. But once again, if you have pings going off or notifications or you're checking your phone, I think that just puts us slightly on edge. And I think we just have become conditioned to live on that slightly on edge. Anyway, and along this time, you know, I the podcast, I had it scheduled and then I, look, I didn't have one coming up and I kind of thought, oh, geez, do I rush to get a guest or to try and get one done or put a solo one out or force something? And I kind of said to myself, no, like I need to take this break. I need to stay switching off. I was doing the course and look, that was a bit of work and but the rest of the time I was spending a lot of time reflecting between that December 16th, January 16th, between those two times. And look, did the course, but outside of that, I was trying to get out and play a bit of golf, you know, being once again outside without technology in nature. I was going for a swim in the sea, going for a run outside, spending a lot of time journaling, spending a lot of time being reflective, thinking about the you know, the year that had just been. Of course, this is around New Year's as well, so it's quite natural that 
people do this. And so, yeah, that's what I was doing. And yeah, I spent a lot of time journaling, to be honest, and just kind of thinking about where I was going, what I was doing, what my priorities were. Because when I looked back, I realized that I had taken on some things that weren't quite in alignment with me and weren't quite in alignment with where I want to go. And I had probably done those once again because of this this need to be busy. Like I felt this need to be busy. Probably on you know, on many different levels. Society just says it. Like you can't you have to work this many hours and you have to be switched on and then you have to do this and this and this and we feel that if we are not busy we cannot be successful I think and then we also feel that if we are not busy very very busy that we are unworthy or we are not good enough or we should be doing better you know you nearly feel guilty to do nothing on a weekend or to switch off for a while you nearly feel guilty I don't know I certainly kind of would have felt that or understood, yeah, felt that on some level. And so anyway, that was all, to be honest, this was all stuff going on in the background over the last probably couple of years. And once again, I, you know, I think I'm not that, that is not unnormal, if that's a word or, yeah. Um, but that, I think a lot of people feel that way and, yeah, we, we can't switch off. So anyway, I was doing a lot of journaling and I was kind of thinking, what is and this is something else that came to me a bit during that retreat you know my dharma and dharma is a word that buddhists use and it means like your purpose in life your what you're here on this earth to do and when you are living in alignment with your dharma you are fulfilled when you are not living in alignment and pursuing your dharma you are not fulfilled and a simple way to put that is when you work a job you don't like you feel shitty you hate it you're frustrated you're you're it's a really difficult experience whereas as the saying goes do a job you love you'll never work a day in your life and the japanese call this kaizen no sorry kaizen is not that's the 1% better every day. Oh, I forget it. In the podcast with Dr. Marie Crow, she spoke about it. If it comes to me, I will say it again. But the Japanese have this great idea or understanding. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the name now. But if you want to go back to the episode with Dr. Marie Crow, she speaks about it. And essentially what it is, is the idea, the Japanese have this, this idea, this line of thought that you do something that you're good at that you also so you're good at it you love to do it the world needs it and you can get paid for it I'm pretty sure those are the four I could be wrong and that when you're doing that you're you're a hunter one you're sorted so the buddhist is a bit more older i think they yeah it's an older way of thinking but they're yeah it's just the dharma and so i know that my dharma is coaching is helping people and 
that's what coaching is. Coaching is helping people. Coaching is simply helping people be their best selves. And the main way I do that is through rugby. But also, as I said, I'm now working with businesses more so. Started, you know, later last year in 2023, working with businesses around well-being for their staff uh, helping them deal with stress and pressure and giving them tools to perform better in their work to giving them tools uh, through breathing techniques and other strategies and and tools to focus and improve attention to improve sorry focus and attention and so that they can do their work better be more efficient at their work and then also be less stressed and be better able to cope with pressure when it comes along. All this stuff, obviously, is what I do with athletes as well. So it's all applicable to if you're on a sports field or off a sports field and you're trying to be your best self and most efficient and feel good. So, yeah, I've started doing that with businesses and I love it because it's all similar. Look, I love the game of rugby, but I just love helping people. And so I was kind of just reflecting back on what I'm doing and the different things I was doing in my life. I'm now head coach of Shirley Rugby Club here, Div 1 Club in Christchurch, which I absolutely love. It's my number one passion, coaching rugby. And that is my number one focus as well for this year you know when I was around New Year's and I was looking forward and like you know what does this year look like that's my number one my number one focus from uh, we'll say from a work point of view or from a yeah purpose point of view and then along with that you know still in the number one bracket I'm gonna say is the one-on-one coaching that I do so essentially that helping athletes helping people doing that one-on-one coaching that I do with players which is online and then also sorry I shouldn't have said number one I should have said top bracket of priorities that's what I should have said so I've got my rugby coaching with Shirley I've got the one-on-one work I do with players and then also now which has got into that top bracket is the work that I'm doing with businesses and so that's all completely in alignment with me and my purpose and, and what I want to do in life, where, what I want to be doing with my days. And then I hadn't done the podcast for a few weeks and I was kind of thinking, you know, do I want to keep doing the podcast because I've taken a few weeks off it now. I hadn't taken time off in two and a quarter years. So... I had time to just reflect. I was like, is this something I want to do? And I sat with that for a while, you know, and kind of thought back, why did I start? Like, why did I start the podcast? And I was thinking back to that time and I was thinking, do I enjoy it? And what came back to me was the reason I started the podcast because I, I loved the idea of doing a podcast. It was just something I, I started listening to podcasts in 2016. I moved to the States in December 29th, 2015. I moved to the States and I started my first day in Lindenwood on January 4th. Sorry, 2015. Yeah, I moved the end of 2015, started my first day January 4th, 2016. And I remember one day I was with Brownie, um, another coach in Lindenwood, and I jumped into his car and there was something on the radio. And I said, 
what's this on the radio? What are they chatting about, Brownie? And he said, oh, it's not the radio. It's a podcast. I said to him, what's a podcast? And he said, yeah, it's like two people chatting, just having a chat. And I said, well, that's stupid. Why would you listen to two people having a chat? And he's like, ah, oh, no, it's no man. Like it's um, no, it's interesting. You know, they talk about interesting things, and like you learn things. And no, it's it's cool. You know, you talk cool people chatting, and you know, it's uh, yeah, get, try just give it a listen. And I was like, think to myself, oh, that's stupid. And anyway, that was when I look back. That was a ver an older version of me who was um, definitely not that open-minded yeah not that open-minded to be casting judgment on things right away but anyway we all just learn and we grow and that's all good and we don't we shouldn't we shouldn't be unhappy with our earlier selves you know we should we should love our earlier selves every level of ourselves and even at times when you look back at your past self and you did things that you aren't that happy with you know maybe you I don't know you you didn't treat people the way you would have liked to treat them or you would treat them now or you did certain things it's important to understand that that person back then your earlier self was doing the best that you could that they could so not to hate them and be frustrated and and shameful of who you were but to understand that person and to love them as well and they're trying their best and it's all good and you just do your best now and it's all good anyway that's when I first heard about a podcast and it was the Joe Rogan podcast funny in 2016 and so I then about four or five months later started getting into podcasts a bit and that summer in June July August I moved to Alaska for the summer there was a rich guy up there who loves rugby and he brought a few of us up to live in his house and if you want to google it it's called alaska mountain rugby grounds is it's essentially this like mansion and shout out to justin if he's listening <laughs> shout out to justin legend uh very grateful for his hospitality and um yeah looking after us but he brought us brought up like five of us rugby players from different parts of the states and we went up there and played and I I was like a player coach with one of the local men's teams and it was around that time my shoulder was actually goosed so I wasn't playing that much I was just coaching but yeah we played coached the local teams the local men the local kids and I got a job on a site with my buddy who I was living with who was also from Lindenwood he came up as well and so we went off working there's this guy who was flipping houses well he had bought an apartment complex so there were six apartments three on the bottom floor three on the upstairs and it was like an older wooden building anyway he was doing them up he was renovating them and yeah renovating them doing them up so then he could rent them out all six units anyway i did that for nine weeks and i would do a bit of everything it was i loved it It was really enjoyable like we'd be fixing the windows then we'd be inside 
putting down skirting boards, we'd be sanding the outside of it, painting it, putting in the gullies so the rain could drain out, all that. We'd just do all these different jobs. He would just tell us what to do and show us how, and we'd go off and do it. But anyway, we had a lot of time to ourselves, so I would start listening to podcasts, and that was around the time that Ireland were in Euro 2016. So, and they went well. I remember, oh, they had a, a one-all draw or a one-nil win. But I remember they had one, you know, they had a big performance. I, I'm pretty sure they got to the knockout stages. Could be wrong, fact-check all this. I'm just going off memory. But I remember the excitement around it, and it was really cool because I was living in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, so a million miles from Ireland, and I was connected to what was happening back home through the podcasts I was listening to I don't know I think it was like second captains and then I started listening to an Irishman abroad really enjoyed that podcast to be honest I haven't listened to it for about four years or three years but for a couple of years for two years maybe around yeah 2016 I listened to that quite a lot and I started listening to it then and anyway while I was on that site I really I started enjoying listening to podcasts. And then sometime probably after that, I thought, geez, I'd love to have a podcast. I'd love to do a podcast. I'd love to chat with interesting people. I'd love to, you know, be able to chat with these people and learn from them and hear how it's like for them. And yeah, so that kind of sat with me for two, three years, four years. I don't know. For a few years, I had this idea I'd love to do it and I didn't do it. And I think a lot of us have those things in life. I know a lot of us have those things in life. And we don't do them because of fear. We don't do them because we're afraid of failure. We don't do them because what will other people think? You know, what will other people think? And that's a big one. And I went through that as well. I remember when I started the podcast, when I decided to make the leap, you know, oh, will pe- what will people think of me? Will they think I'm an idiot? Will they think this? Will they think that? And from, to be honest as well, from when I was about... 15 I began the practice of stopping caring what people think about me and it's look it's still an ongoing journey but to be honest I really don't care I really don't care um but I know there's always more levels to it I know that there's always yeah there's always more levels like with a lot of growth you know you can grow so much but I think there's always room for more growth because things will come up anyway when I was 15 in school I was like I would have really cared about what people think about me and I, you know, I had to stop. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to stop caring about what people think of me. So anyway, that was a, a journey. And with the doing things like the podcast, it was like, yeah, it was a big leap to once again, like those thoughts that came up. Oh, I don't know. Will I do this? But I really want to do this. And I'd just be like, fuck it. I don't care what they think of me. I'm doing it because I want to do it. Simple as. And then so why did I start the podcast that was one reason another reason was when I was growing up as a young rugby player I never heard professional players who I admired speak about their experience and I didn't feel like any other podcasts were doing that you know I just a lot of them would talk about the matches they would talk about rugby, they would have players on and they would, you know, speak about different, I don't know, strategies, tactics, matches, how's that go, what do you think of that, what's the coach like, what's this, and 
I felt, I don't know, it wasn't, I felt like I would, I wanted more, or I would have definitely wanted more, and I would have benefited from hearing, you know, and I liked podcasts like Joe Rogan, where you hear about the person and their experience and what worked well for them, what didn't work well for them, and there's just more depth to it. So I thought, you know, that would really help young players. And that's when I started out off-field rugby, and I started out in this journey. That was the number one. I started out wanting to help those young players. Sorry, a neighbour here is pulling out and just started his car. But, you know, about three years ago when I started, I was learning around the mental side of the game for myself and just the incredible, incredible benefits to it and how much it helped me in my last couple of years playing. And I decided, geez, I thought, if I only knew this when I was younger, wow, everything would have been different. Everything would have been different. But I, you know, no regrets, whatever. So I just thought, just just channel that energy, Brian, into helping young people now, other young people. And so started off with helping young players and then it pretty quickly started to helping all players and then it kind of pretty quickly started to helping all athletes, you know. And then now, more recently, it's, as I said, helping businesses. And, yeah, I've just realized it's what I love doing is helping people. So the podcast, you know, I wanted to help people by bringing these players' journeys and experiences to light or whatever, getting them out there so that people could listen and learn. And then one other reason kind of was I didn't enjoy how some players were treated by media to be honest you know media asking players questions to try and get a certain answer out of them you know to get a headline out of them and look I saw that throughout the years friends of mine good friends of mine I would listen to them doing interviews on at the you know top level and the media and whatever whatever and I would kind of think oh that's a bit awkward I feel for him being asked those questions. I know what the interviewer is trying to do here. And I feel for him having to sit there in front of, you know, you've all seen it, the press conferences and stuff. And even then when they be brought on certain podcasts, you know, there there's a police siren going off. But, you know, you can kind of feel the narrative and it's kind of a bit of an, an awkward, a bit of a nervy, awkward tension a nervous awkward energy in the room and the, you can feel the player kind of can't wait to get out of there you know you can feel that and you can see it and I also remember watching them and going like that's not him that's not who he is he's way more interesting than that he's way cooler than that he's he's a great person why don't you just chat to him why are you like grilling him and asking him these awkward questions and why are you being awkward you know and anyway so I was like why don't they just have a chat and so that was another reason I was like yeah that's another reason to start the podcast and so then well another one probably at the start but which really came to as I was doing it was to learn for me to learn from people so I started getting experts on the podcast. Like I had players on the podcast who are experts in their own right. They're experts about the game. They're experts about how to do things well. You know, you chat to a successful player, they're an expert in how to get to where they got because they got there. 
And so there's so much learning to be gotten from them. But then I had other experts in different fields. I realized like, wow, this is so cool. Like I can, you know, I'd be on LinkedIn and I'd see these people and I'd just like DM them and they'd be like, oh yeah, sure, I'll come on the podcast. Wow, sick. So I'm chatting to these people and I'm like, when I was starting out as a, in the mental skills, as a mindset and performance coach, you know, coaching mental skills, I would get on people who were much further ahead of me in this space and I would learn from them and that was incredible really incredible and so I realized you know I love the podcast I love doing a podcast I really do I love it and over that time then of being and of not being busy but just being and reflecting and de-stressing deregulate no deregulating is not the right word um down regulating I think that might be it when you're, you know, calming down and just relaxing and taking a step back, taking 10 steps back is what I did. I realized, yeah, the podcast is something I love. So, hey, we're getting back into it. I have a few guests lined up that I'm really excited to chat to some some cool guests that will be coming out in the next few weeks. Haven't had the chats yet, have nothing recorded, but I have a few lined up in the schedule which I'm really, really excited about. And yeah, the podcast will be back. I love doing it and thanks for all your DMs and support and for sharing the podcast, for, you know, sending it on to a friend. Hey, you, I think you might like this. For sharing it on your social media, for leaving a rating and review, all that stuff. It's free, costs nothing, takes not much time, but means the world to me. I really, really appreciate it. And podcast be back as I was saying I was just I was (laughs) rambling this is just a complete ramble this whole thing fair play to you if you're still listening but the you know that top bracket like I said head coach of Shirley Rugby that role I just am loving and I'm so excited about so just can't wait I'm as excited for this season as I've genuinely probably ever been possibly ever been in my whole life like I I've always loved the game. I loved playing so much. I thought nothing could replace playing. I thought I would never be as happy again as I was playing. And while I loved playing more than anything, to be honest, I see that completely in the past. I see myself... I, I wouldn't want to play now, actually, to be honest. I I don't know. I see, I'm, I feel I'm a different person. I'm at a different stage of life now. You know, I've left that in the past and I've... And I'm thankful for that. I'm very, very thankful for that because it was very difficult stopping playing and not stopping playing on my terms. You know, with that concussion I got nearly two years ago, I yeah, I was in a very rough place for quite a while. For, for a year, it was very rough, very, very rough. And I'm not going to go into that now, but, you know, I still have symptoms come up every now and again. And I had symptoms, quite a lot of symptoms up until I took that break. And I realized that, you know, with me going off the grid and everything and like that, I just started feeling incredible. And before that, you know, I thought I was feeling all right. thought I was feeling grand. I was feeling grand. I was feeling all right. But, you know, I realized that, yeah, there are still some symptoms and, you know, there's still some healing to do. And I'm really, really at the back end of that now. I feel it. But I still have to be very cognizant, very conscious of how I live my life um, to not, to try not to be 
you know, in front of the screens all the time. Try not to be stressed. Try not to be disconnected from nature and all the things I'm chatting about because, yeah, my well, I have to be aware of well-being. And, you know, I work in this space in a way, like mental skills, well-being, it's all linked. And I think, you know, for me personally, it's not a... It's not a, you have it all sorted and you don't have to think about it anymore. Mental health and well-being is like physical health. You need to consciously be, be working on it all the time, you know? You can't, you have to go to the gym, you have to work, you have to exercise, you have to eat well. You can't not think about what you're eating and eat shit processed food because you'll get depressed, you'll get, you'll feel crap. Maybe if I, for me saying get depressed might be a bit of a, oh, is that a bit extreme? What I'm saying there is, or what I meant to say is, if you stop exercising and you become sedent and you're sitting around all the time and you stop consciously thinking about what you're eating and you eat processed food, which is actually not real food, which is chemical added processed crap that is not actually food. A lot of the stuff you look a lot of the stuff in supermarkets is not food food has one ingredient a carrot uh, a fruit a vegetable a meat a fish it is what it is whereas you look at the back of these packages of the food reading it's not food processed sugar refined sugar this stuff you start just shoveling that into you all day and sitting around you'll start getting depressed and being on technology all the time and being glued to screens and disconnected from your friends and your community and your 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 purpose you'll you'll become depressed so we need to you know consciously think about our mental health and our well-being the way we do about our physical health you know i think it's important i think we all get that we all get that nobody has physical health sorted that they can never think about it again in their life. Do you get me? It's just a constant thing you do. And I suppose to the way that you do it is that you build habits. You build good habits around it to put it on autopilot so that you don't have to constantly be thinking, am I you know, doing the right thing today? for my physical health, my mental health, my well-being. And, yeah, you build those habits and then, yeah, you build the habits and it goes on to autopilot. And that's, look, habits are a great thing. Once again, won't get into that. Read a great book, Atomic Habits, two, three years ago. And the power of them and... Yeah, just so, so powerful. So building good habits is is incredible. And anyway, tangent, where was I going with that? I think what I was saying with it is, yeah, an understanding and awareness of my own, you know, mental health and well-being is just, um, it's just the same as my physical health. And I think it's just important for all of us to have that awareness of it. And, you know, with that awareness to to take a step back and think, how am I feeling? How am I feeling today? And something else I've been on a bit of a journey on over the last six months is giving up vices. So I, 
I had really tapered down alcohol over the last two, three years. You know, I still, last October I had 10 or 12 beers and at a person's birthday and that was it for me. I just said, no, just stop. It wasn't working for me. It wasn't sitting well with me. It got to a point I wasn't even enjoying being drunk and I was just like, no. And throughout the last year I would have had one or two beers here and there. Like I'd have, after the odd game, I'd have, the very odd one at the end of the season I had two beers at the you know I just whatever and yeah it was probably one or two and I don't know it was probably whatever it was about that birthday party I said oh I'm just gonna why not I'm just gonna have have a a few beers and whatever and I just was it just told me no not for you anymore Brian but anyway vices like our my phone my you know um different things cannabis every now and again um food ice cream youtube phone sorry i mentioned that these different vices that we use to get away from our feelings because that's what it is when you take out your phone you're wanting to get away from the feeling of boredom because that feeling is making you very uncomfortable so you don't want to sit with that discomfort so you take away your phone to alleviate it but what happens then is you obviously get that dopamine hit and then you start doom scrolling and then you start feeling like shit um other things the alcohol so a lot of people the way most people use it is they feel a bit stressed they feel probably a lot stressed at the end of their week and they need to unwind so they work in a job that is causing them a lot of stress and at the end of the week they need to unwind so they drink alcohol but that alcohol is just numbing them out from their feelings those feelings of stress which are going on in their body and the alcohol does not solve the feelings of stress the alcohol just numbs it so that feel that stress is still going out throughout your body and What that stress is doing is it's telling you something. Our feelings are always telling us something. So the the stress is telling you, you need to be living your life in a different way. But we don't want to face the challenge of living our life in that other way. Most people, instead they look to numb away the, the feeling, which is the symptom of how you're living your life. And they do that with alcohol. Um ice cream you know that was one for me or chocolate another thing look trying to get rid of and trying to overcome and yeah so that's i think just something to be aware of and for all of us you know when you get a feeling that you don't like just bring awareness to that feeling and Eckhart Tolle spoke about this uh spirituality like what is spirituality and if people want to be more spiritual you know, I think that's a bit of a, a trendy thing right now. Oh, spiritual, you know. But if you want a spiritual practice, he said, a really good one is, your spiritual practice can be that when you unconsciously go for that thing that you don't like, that vice, that you don't like yourself doing, it could be all the things I mentioned. It could be, you know, as I said, eating, drinking, smoking, porn uh watching consuming watching netflix watching consuming on your phone it could be all those things that you you don't like that you do 
when you feel that urge within you to go and do that, stop for stop, bring awareness to that urge, bring awareness to it. Feel what you're feeling, bring awareness, and then put a three minute timer on your phone or, or sorry, not your phone, your watch, he said. Um so turn to your watch, check the time, and then stop for three minutes and see can you can you be and can you resist for three minutes and if you can there's a good chance that you'll be able to resist for another three minutes and there's a a chance that you will not use the vice and even if you do then after three minutes use the vice you've still done three minutes well done and that's something to be proud of so that is a really interesting one that I've been doing over the last six months, we'll say, just around different things. Because, you know, I'd be reflecting and I'd be thinking, oh, I don't want to be eating a tub of ice cream on a Friday night, you know? I would have said to myself in the past, you know, I work out five days a week, I eat well five days a week, and then on a Friday night, oh, get the YouTube out, get the... I'm not really a Netflix person, to be honest, but um, maybe if there's something on, but, you know, and get a tub of ice cream and a bar of chocolate and a big feed and whatever, whatever, but that's there is something deeper there there's something there's a reason I'm doing that and that's you know I suppose part of the journey of going within like why am I using that you know because it's yeah it's uh, sugar sugar like you know processed sugar is is I don't know I think we can call it a drug like I think we can call it a drug at this stage because everyone's people are you look at America you look at the obesity crisis it's a crisis right now it's a it's an epidemic pandemic whatever the words people were using around that but the real one is yeah like obesity is a far bigger one than that other one people were talking about and another one stress far far more of a threat you look at all the reasons people are in hospital you know um obesity stress with heart attacks sugar um alcohol you know that's what's killing people and so unfortunately and so they're the real problems and so um yeah just anyway for me yeah i was just you know just bringing awareness to that like those are drugs those are things that we use to get away from how we're feeling and they're not good it's not good. It's not good to, if you feel stressed, drink alcohol. It's not good to, if you're feeling lonely, eat loads of crap. It's not good to, you know, uh, if you're feeling tired in the morning, get a double coffee and whatever. Hey, uh, that's that's actually the latest one for me. I haven't drank coffee in about 10 days. But look, I did 10 days ago and, you know, I've... I used to be coffee every day. Coffee's a drug. Caffeine is a drug. As simple as. You're, we're just fooling ourselves if we think otherwise. It's simple as is. And look, I've mentioned here in the past six years ago when I got depressed, I did cocaine. And coffee hits similarly. Look, cocaine's like 10x, no, not 10x, 100x coffee. But it triggers the same things within us. So you know when you have that coffee and then you're you're dipping and then you you need another hit that's the same way it works with coke and so um anyway and coffee's a drug 
So um, we don't need coffee. We don't need it. Um, we want it. So if you're feeling tired in the morning, you, you just work back. It's like, how are you sleeping? You know, and if you're not sleeping well, why is that the case? So, you know, all this stuff requires a lot of work, but it's worth it. Anyway, it is worth it. Well-being is worth it. And, yeah, anyway. So, I have no idea how I got onto that tangent. Really no idea. But, yeah, really no idea. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the podcast coming back. Oh, another one. Last one. I will leave last one. I'm going to check my phone. How long have I been chatting here? An hour and 11 minutes. Wow. I really did not think that I would be on here for an hour and 11 minutes. I thought I would be 20 minutes or half an hour to update you on why the podcast wasn't here and why it's coming back. But here we are. Last thing. Because maybe there's no one listening left. But if you are, well done. Hats off. You deserve, <laughs> you deserve an award. You deserve a gold medal. Um, I, know, I, I don't know. I don't think I agree with everyone getting a gold medal these days. But um, you deserve one for listening to this podcast for this long. Last one. I mentioned last year that I was writing a second book. And I was writing a second book. And I wrote the first draft of a second book. And I put that first draft away for couple of months I probably finished around August and I enjoyed the challenge of writing that second book I enjoy the challenge of a process I was really excited about that second book and the topic and who it was going to help and I think it's an important thing and all that stuff and I think it's a good project but that was one thing with the reflection. I realized that's not for now. I have, I have to focus on what I'm doing. And if I am honest, which I am being, and when I was being honest with myself, when I was doing my reflecting and my journaling and thinking back, I started that second book from a place of, I'm not that busy. I have more time. I can just do another project, take on another project. And that was from that busyness that I felt or that, you know, we as a society feel that society just drums into us that busyness. And so that's why that's that was probably look, I I have I think we all have ideas for books. You know, it's not like I still I have I had to whittle down the ideas like I'd love to write five books, to be honest with you. So. I have loads of ideas for books and it wasn't I wasn't making up a book for to write a book to busy myself I had lots of ideas that I love that I think will be great that I still would like to in the future do I would definitely love to do another book at some point um after my first book the book on how you become a pro rugby player but I I took on that project at that time yeah from a from not a place of centered from a place of oh i'm not that busy geez i have a bit of time on my hands sure look i'll write another book i'll do one of those books i'd be thinking about so anyway i am not i'm parking that and that book i'm not going to be writing that for the foreseeable future i'm not going to be finishing that 
and I just need to focus on what I'm doing now. Simple as. And with that, look, comes a bit of failure. You know, I announced it publicly. I intentionally did that. I intentionally said, hey, I'm writing another book because, you know, I... Yeah, I felt I wanted the the pressure of having announced it publicly to push me through with it. And I think that's called a social contract. When you say something to other people, it's out there in the world and then you, you do it. And yeah, so I said it with that book and look, it just, that's essentially kind of failure then for me because I'm not writing it now. And look, I'm okay with that. I'm really, truly okay with that so okay with it to be honest and I'm very grateful that I'm in a place that I'm so okay with it when there was definitely a time you know last September October August September October when I went to open up that second the when I opened up the book that I'd written the first draft and it's a really rough first draft to be honest and that's the way it is when books are being written I know, just know from the first one it's really rough it takes oh, five six seven eight nine you're kind of always going over it anyway I was always going over it reading over it to you know and then at some point you'll say oh, I gotta put it out there but it was a really rough first draft and when I was going to do that second draft and I was going over it it was so difficult like and there was it wasn't you know difficult is okay like challenge is okay but it was just it was not in alignment with me I don't know how to explain that or maybe that that sits with you or you get that but yeah it just wasn't it wasn't right, to be honest, it wasn't right. And around that time I'd got the Shirley Rugby head coach role and look, that's, as I just said, that's what I just truly love doing. That's what I want to pour my energy into. That, and I was already obviously doing my mental skills coaching, which likewise I love doing, is absolutely 100% what I want to be doing. And I love, and simple as, and then the work with businesses and yeah. The work with um, the with businesses has been mostly online, but I've been working with some teams online. Or sorry, the work with businesses has been in person, all in person so far. But I've been working with some teams online, uh, remotely, because they're not here in New Zealand. I work with players online all the time, work with teams online this last year. And yeah, that's something I've been thinking will start doing is work with businesses online and it works it works well look in person probably best not gonna not gonna sit here and tell a lie uh, we all love that in person but hey um it's a next best alternative and yeah i've been getting some one-on-one -on -one is always it's it's look it's the way way we do it but yeah some of the feedback from the in-person stuff with teams has been incredible very grateful as well and so cool to see the the buy-in from the players as well and the you know when I work with teams online an hour session usually I'll chat for 35 minutes for 35 minutes present and then we'll do questions to be honest it's a 50 minute session but if I don't have anything on after I'll just I'll keep going with the questions because look I love doing it and if I'm if I'm my schedule is packed that day I can't do it. we just do the 50 minutes but yeah usually I just let the questions roll and that's how it works and we keep answering questions and um yeah the businesses are probably bring that 
online as well. So anyway, I I know what my top bracket is, and my top bracket is the kind of only bracket I'm really focusing on. And um, maybe the podcast it might it probably won't be every week on a Monday. I might just put them out when I do them. And so, yeah, that's scheduling it every week, hard and fast. At the time being right now is not being in my top bracket. So, yeah, I just want to let you know that. Podcast going to be back. It's going to be out. Um, yeah, but what might be every week. Hey, it might be two one week. It might be on a Tuesday, then it might be on a Saturday, then it might be the next Wednesday, and then it might not be out for two weeks. Anyway, that's just where I'm at right now. That's just me. I'm just letting you know. And, yeah, that book put to one side. So, anyway, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you took some learnings. And, yeah, as always, grateful for you being here. Grateful for you listening in. And, yeah, I just hope that... uh, it helps in some way. All right. Have a brilliant rest of your day. Enjoy it. Hope you're keeping well. Good luck.